Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. We are less than one week away from the first regular season action for our New Orleans Saints, and we couldn't be more excited about it. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode as we break down the official 53-man roster the Saints have to open up the regular season. For the first time in a while, I am gladly joined by my fantastic co-host, Tyler Raymond. You can follow him on Twitter at RaymondTylerM, myself at Dayton underscore Brown underscore, and the podcast page at the WDD Podcast. Tyler, first half, how are you doing, and and how pumped are you for the season to finally get going? What's up, man? What's up, guys? It's great to be back uh, together for... Uh, for an episode recording the Saints, you know, simultaneously. It's good to be back with you, Dan. Um, <laughs> Likewise. It's funny. Uh, the Saints have their black, their gold. Uh, one of us is black, one of us is gold. Now it's together. We're back. So um, I'm pumped, man. Uh, uh, it's funny. At first, I, I was looking at the schedule, and I thought the Saints game was actually a road game at first. But no, it's a home game. So just goes to show you how much I've been paying attention, right? But no, um, I'm really excited. Hopefully, I can get it off from work and I can watch the game live. But uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for all this news, information, all this good stuff we got to talk about. Um, I'm glad to be doing it with you, man. So, yeah. yeah it's good to be back. Uh, and, and just for the record, neither of us are actually, for real, in real life, black. Tyler's just using that as a, as a metaphor. The black and gold <laughs> yeah, are metaphor. back. Uh, uh, metaphorically, of course. But no, it's great to be back recording with you, man. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing actually a, a couple of... Um, uh, previews for the actual Monday night opener for the Saints later on in the week. So keep your eyes out for that. This episode, we'll be going over the roster, uh, the practice squad, all of the cuts. But first, I actually wanted to delve into the the preseason game, uh, the, the preseason finale of 2019 for the Saints. It was a home mm. game in the Dome against the Dolphins. Uh, it, was, it was, for the most part, a tightly contested match. Dolphins end up coming away with the win 16-13. to A lot of the guys who actually played in this game didn't actually make the final 53-man roster. So in the grand scheme of things, this wasn't a dress rehearsal. That was game three uh, against the Jets. Uh, this was more so just a final, let's get a look at everybody who was on the, the, the fringe of making the roster or being on the practice squad. Uh, this was a lot of nitpicky looks at a lot of guys who were, were very deep down uh, in the depth chart uh, to even begin with. Um, so uh, Taysom Hill actually led the team in both passing yards and rushing yards, 100 passing yards off, 13 of 17 passing. Uh, he only took two sacks, but his rating was very good at 90.3, but not as good as uh, Teddy Bridgewater, the actual backup for the team. He had nine uh, completions from 13 attempts for 83 yards, one touchdown, which was thrown to um, uh, a low Jordan Humphrey, uh, who, the, which that was his only catch of the game for 43 yards, which led the team in receiving yards. But uh, a great touchdown uh, connecting between uh, Bridgewater and Jordan Humphrey, who, uh, which we'll get to later on, doesn't end up making the final 53-man roster, but is now on our practice squad. It's great to see him there. Um, again, Taysom Hill led the team in rushing, five carries for 35 yards. Uh, Jaquiz Rogers, who also didn't end up making the team, but the veteran put on uh, a pretty nice preseason stat line overall. He had seven carries for 33 yards in this game. And then Ozigbo, Divine Ozigbo, the man we really were rooting for to make this team one way or the other. Four carries, 22 yards. We'll get to him in a second. Um, uh, uh, Williams ends up getting cut from the team as well, but he had four carries for 16 yards. Uh, uh, nothing else spectacular going on. Simi Cobbs Jr., Cyril Grayson Jr., and Emmanuel Butler uh, 
each had either 20 or more yards. Grayson had 39, and Cobbs had 42 off the six catches. Um, Cobbs and Grayson also get cut from the team, as does Emmanuel Butler. Again, we'll get to that later on. Travin Durrell, uh, Rogers Williams, AJ Derby, Ozigbo, all of these guys on this receiving list, none of them actually end up making the final 53-man roster. Um, but on, on defense, you also had uh, guys like Caden Ellis show up, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, JT Gray. Those guys end up making the team. Patrick Robinson, um, uh, Justin Hardy, Ken Crawley, TJ Green, uh, or TJ Green's on the practice squad. But any, anyway, some of these guys are making Im- impacts. Uh, uh, Ellis had seven tackles. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had five, including a tackle for loss, as did JT Gray. Um, so overall, this game was just, uh, again, a nitpicky look for the coaching staff at guys who were going to either make or break the team or practice squad. And a majority of the guys who end up showing out for the team, uh, end up getting cut just for lack of, um, reputation with the team. There's already guys in front of them who have established themselves with the saints, with the playbook, with the system, with everything that's going on, including the coaching staff. And the Saints are just more comfortable coming off an NFC Championship game berth, going with the guys they are familiar with. And the, and, the, and that was really the the, the, the story to uh, the final 53-man roster, which I want to get into right now, Tyler. Very, mm-hmm. very crazy stuff. Um, Saints had a lot of important decisions to make, especially when it came to um, wide receiver, especially when it came to cornerback. Um, and oh, I, I think especially when it came to um, offensive line, which I think a couple of interesting decisions were made based off of injuries mainly. Um, but I, I, I want to go over, um, and, and, and mainly I want to go over this just because uh, I recently got a, a, a contributor role with, with these guys at allsaintsconsider.com. I'm going to go over their website uh, article that has the, the full tracker of who was cut and when was cut uh, for the most part, and then, and then I'll go over the... Um, actual 53-man roster. So, Saints started it off with placing linebacker Josh Martin on injured reserve, which means he's he's out for the year, but it frees up a roster spot and, and, and leaves the door open for his future return to the team after this season. The Saints then, at 1.56 p.m., officially started, this was on August 30th as well, on Saturday, the Saints officially started their uh, cut-down process um, on cut-down day by releasing cornerback Kayvon Webster, um, he was again in the mix of, of a very deep cornerback, uh, core 2:18 PM. The saints release, uh, drew Lewis. So that's already two linebacker or sorry, linebacker. That's already two linebackers gone. Um, he was just an undrafted free agent that was signed due to the Anzalone injury just for rotational purposes. At 2:33, they released Simi Cobbs, who again, ends up making it, um, through waivers and has not found a team as far as I'm concerned yet. Um, but he had um, a fairly impressive preseason um, run for the Saints, but too crowded of a wide receiver core. August or on uh, 2:36 p.m., the Saints released Sam Smith. He was a rotational fullback, and then they released the former LSU track star Cyril Grayson at 2:39 p.m. Um, and then right after that, they released uh, Kerwin Williams, who was the running back the Saints signed. He was a former Arizona Cardinal. Uh, he was fighting for a third, possibly fourth running back spot. Ends up not getting it. Um, so the Saints have already released uh, a few wide receivers here with Cyro Grayson mm-hmm. um, and, uh, of course, Simi Cobbs going as well at this point. And then you get another linebacker going and Colton Jumper. He gets placed on IR. So that's already two linebackers on IR. Yeah, I like Tim Watt. I, I liked him too. Um, and, it, and, again, it could definitely be a, a stash. 
Um, but again, yeah. he, he, he did get hurt in the final preseason game, so it's unfortunate to see it happen. And then uh, uh, Jenny O'Grissom gets cut the defensive end. Um, but again, uh, edge rushers are, are, are fairly lucrative for the Saints at this point. And then another wide receiver bites the dust. Travin Durrell, the former LSU Tiger. Yeah. Um, not a surprise there. Didn't really get you know too many chances to show out. Yeah, and then another so linebacker, exactly, exactly. Um, and then another linebacker goes in Will Compton, um, but it was an injury de- designation. Um, now he was a, a fairly late free agent ad, but he was uh, experienced. He had played for both the Redskins and the Raiders in the past, and so um, unfortunately, he, he, I think he was going to be a, a fairly important veteran rotational guy. And I think that adds into why we traded for Kiko Alonso, which we'll get to in a little bit as well. Uh, but looks like Will Compton. Uh, suffered an injury, and uh, he is now no longer on the team, which is unfortunate. Uh, and then a slew of moves happened around 5.15 p.m. Uh, the Saints released defensive end Corbin Kafusi, uh, linebacker Darnell Sankey, uh, who, who led the team in tackles in the final preseason game. Tight end A.J. Derby, who actually had a fairly good uh, couple of first preseason games for the Saints. And then Ryan Groy and uh, Faseo Aulaja. Uh, we're both offensive linemen who were released. Um, and then, again, the the, the, well, the Saints end up only keeping two tight ends, so cutting A.J. Derby and Alizé Mack, even though he made it way back to the practice squad, is something we'll have to get into for sure. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. And then also at 5.15, Jaquiz Rogers ends up getting cut. Um, and then the very next day, the Saints end up release Chris Banjo. So um, that... Everything that I just said was on Friday, August 30th. This was uh, August 31st at 12.56 p.m. is when they released Chris Banjo. That was probably the most surprising cut for everybody. He's a special team standout, and we saw him uh, be a great ball hawk in the season finale against Carolina. Um, He had three interceptions against the Panthers in that game. So um, interesting move by the Saints. Hopefully, Sean Payton also said the door is still open for him to come back for the Saints. It was just a tough decision for them. Um, and then Porter Gustin, uh, who was a rookie undrafted free agent, ends up getting cut right after that. And then Ziggy Hood, another defensive line, uh, gets cut. But he, um, he 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 had a sack in the final preseason game. But since the Saints do have to keep Sheldon Rankins on that active roster, it was kind of an easy move to get Ziggy Hood um, off. And then Dan Arnold gets cut, and that's when that's that that's when I started to get like hyped. Mm-hmm. Your boy Alize Mack, man, seemed like he was about yeah. to make the team. Uh, and we'll get to that in just a second. Um, and then Sylvester Williams, his contract ends up getting terminated. So that means Taylor Stallworth uh, makes the team yet again, which is great. Uh, and then uh, TJ Green gets waived. He ends up making it back to the practice squad. So the Saints release Green and Banjo within the first hour of the final uh, uh, cut day. Uh, and then Marcus Henry gets waived. Um, he actually did play a lot at center um, for the Saints. And then right after that is when... Alizé Mack gets waived. Uh, so that le- that only left two tight ends, Jared Cook and Josh Hill. So mm-hmm. people are still scratching their heads about it. We'll get to that in a little bit. And then Marcus Sherrills ends up getting placed on injured reserve. And it's great for the Saints that Deontay Harris ends up doing so well because Sherrills was supposed to be the kick return specialist yeah. that they signed this offseason. He ends up dealing with injuries, not a lot of playing time, can't really prove himself. Deontay Harris shows out, including a touchdown in the preseason. So um, he's going to be our primary kick returner and punt returner, it looks like, which is fantastic uh, for the team. And uh, Sherrill's goes on injured reserve, uh, and we'll see what ends up happening with his career. And then Emmanuel Butler gets waived. 
Now, at this point, I'm going, they're, they're, they're keeping Austin Carr over Emmanuel Butler, aren't they? Yeah. All these good wide receivers are getting cut. Um, and this was actually before um, Lil Jordan Humphrey gets cut because he's, he's really the last cut. So at this point, you're going, there's a possibility they keep both Carr and Humphrey. There's no way they keep Humphrey over Carr, and that ends up what's happening. So Austin Carr makes the team yet again. Luckily, the Saints are able to retain uh, Butler and uh, Humphrey for yeah, the practice squad. Uh, exactly, yeah. And then Ozigbo gets gets cut. He ends up not clearing waivers. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is so unfortunate. And then the, the, these are the final moves before Humphrey gets cut. Michael Ola and Michael Burton get cut. I thought Ola was going to make the team be a very important rotational offensive line guy. Not the case. Yeah. Derek Kelly and Terrell Williams are waived. Cameron Tom and Marshall Newhouse were added to the IR. Uh, which I couldn't believe that about Tom. I couldn't believe that either. I thought he was going. I thought he was going to be the backup center for this team. But yeah. he's been an important piece. But he's on IR, out for the year. It looks like. Um, and so David Onyemata got moved to the reserve slash suspended list for one game, and Carl Granderson was reinstated. Um, was reinstated to and eventually off of the exempt list, um, which I'm actually going to... We'll, we'll dive into that in, in another episode, uh, probably later on this week, because it's actually very confusing. But Mike Triplett has a great article. You can check it out um, on his Twitter and, and online, um, breaking down kind of everything that's going on. But it seems like he's Saints are really leaving this door open for Granderson to come back and play yeah. on the team. Um, and then, of course, Humphrey was waived as the, as, the last, so, as the last move for the Saints. So the final roster... For the Saints, final 53-man roster going into the regular season. We'll, we'll go over offense first, and then, and then we'll talk about our thoughts with that. So Drew Brees for quarterbacks. Of course, Drew Brees makes the team. Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill are backing him up. Taysom Hill could play a slew of positions. It seems like they might even play him at tight end now that they're only keeping two. That that would be very interesting. But Taysom Hill is the third-string quarterback, and then the Saints are also only keeping three running backs. Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, and Dwayne Washington – who was uh, did a formidable formidable job as third running back last year for the Saints, but this season everybody was rooting for the undrafted free agent Ozigbo. He's now in Jacksonville after getting waived by the Saints. So hopefully he can make somehow make his. I I, I loved Ozigbo in the Saints uniform. Uh, Zach Line as as the one sole fullback for the team. Uh, no brainer there. He has been you know top notch for the team. And then the Saints decide to keep six wide receivers. And essentially one of them, Deontay Harris, being just strictly a return specialist. We're not going to see him in uh, – he's essentially going to be what we really wanted Tom Lee, Tommy Lee Lewis to be, okay? That, that's the idea for this team. Uh, so the six wide receivers, of course, you have Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn Jr. being the starters on the outside. Then you have Traquan Smith, uh, who I do like there in the slot with Keith Kirkwood uh, uh, being the backup to the outside. Austin Carr there being backup slot, it seems. And then, of course, Harris there. Uh, and then the two tight ends, Jared Cook, the new signee, the veteran from Oakland and Tennessee, and and when he played for the both St. Louis and Los Angeles Rams uh, and, and the Green Packers. Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, of course, you can't forget that catch he had against the Cowboys. I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. Josh Hill, uh, of course, very familiar with the playbook and the team, um, and and our, our best blocking tight end. Obviously, I mean, he, we only got two tight ends, so he, he better be. Um, and then to wrap up the offense, offensive line. You, of course, have the, the bona fide starters, Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramchick, Andres Pete, Larry Warford, Eric McCoy, and then you have the, the, the new signee, Nick Easton, and then you have the LSU guy who seems to be moving up the ladders, Will Clapp. Yeah. 
And then right after him, due to both Newhouse and, and Cameron Tong going to IR, uh, Patrick Omama. I, I know I already said that wrong, and I'm really sorry, Patrick. But um, And then Ethan Greenridge. So um, it, it seems like they're both projects there at, at Swing Tackle, is, is what uh, Herbie Tropi says on NOLA.com. Um, and I don't know much about those guys other than that. Yeah. So, Tyler, based off of everything mm-hmm. on the offense, I think obviously the biggest surprise is, um, I, I guess Ozigbo, a lot of people saw Washington making the team, but it's still bummed to see him get cut. Um, of course, the wide receivers keeping Austin Carr over you know Emmanuel Butler um, was surprising. I'm glad Harris made the team. Offensive line was just absolutely surprising to me, and part of it was due to injuries. And then only keeping two tight ends. I think those are the biggest surprises to me. Um, biggest surprises to you, why you think they happen? Uh, what, what, what do you think, based off of this offensive uh, makeup now for this team, what, what do you think yeah. was the mindset for the, for the Saints when they were cutting? Well, if you ask me about the wide receivers, oh, first of all, uh, to mention, I agree with everything you just said there, you know, about everything. With the receivers, you know, I was, like, reading a lot about it, and I think, like, I forget who said it, but somebody in an article worded it perfectly. Like, each and every different receiver, you've got Lil' Jordan Humphrey, you've got Butler, you've got Cobbs, Grace, and all those guys. Each one does something great, but they're not all around perfect, right? So you figure, I think the Saints probably took a chance and figured, hey, you've got a lot of guys that are young, that, you know, are, are developmental, you know, that can get better over time, hopefully, you know, if we coast them up a bit. Let's let's cut them, see what happens. Hopefully we can get them back on the practice squad. And let's hope this year that if we keep Austin Carr, you know, he's got the experience now. He's got a few years under his belt in this offense. Hopefully he can be more of a contributor. And that's honestly, I think that's why. That's fair. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think that's that. why they did that. But uh, the fan of me was like, no, keep Butler. We'll join Humphrey. But, hey, if they if they eventually get called up, I'm fine with keeping them on the practice squad for now. Um. I was surprised about the Washington, uh, you know, the third running back uh, slot. I was surprised about Washington over Zigbo. But, um, you know, same thing. He's got experience, you know. He's a solid backup, so that's not that bad. I'm surprised he only kept two tight ends, you know, especially when they cut Arnold. I was like, yeah, Alice Max got this in the bag. He's going to be the third backup. And then they cut him, and I'm like, well, there goes that. But um, he, he's back on the practice squad, so that's good. Yeah, I was surprised, too, about the offensive linemen. Uh, literally, Greenridge or Oname or Onama, I don't know. Um, like, they're nobodies, really. Like, we really haven't heard of them. And the whole, it just threw a wrench into it because of the whole Cameron Tom thing. So, honestly, um, you know, like, with that, uh, it's a solid offensive line. If everyone's healthy, we should be fine, you know. And Nick Easton is a guy that could play a couple different spots. Same with Will Clapp, so... Hopefully we'll be okay. I mean, the quarterbacks, obviously no surprises there. I talk about the running backs, wide receiver, tight end. Yeah, so that's the offense for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think um, I, I definitely have trust in, in this coaching staff. I, I don't think they made any wrong moves, just some surprising ones. Tight end yeah. is going to be inter- I'm wondering, well, I guess I was wondering if they were going to see if there was going to be a tight end that they could claim off of waivers to be their their third guy there, but it, it, yeah. it doesn't look like they're doing that. So I'm interested to see what the um, – and, and obviously part of the reason they did that is so that they could make an extra roster spot for Deontay Harris, essentially, is, is, as well. De- either, either Deontay Harris or Taysom Hill. A lot of teams mm-hmm. in today's age are not carrying three quarterbacks on their roster. So um, – and the Saints are one of them because Taysom Hill is just so versatile. So 
Yeah. Um, I, I think that's definitely a big part of the reason. The question is, what are they going to do to kind of fill in that third tight end role, so to speak, unless they're just not going to be going with the third tight end role for this team and they're fine with Hill doing uh, a majority of the blocking and, and using Cook and uh, – and and that and this definitely could see a uh, massively increased role for Zach Lyon as well, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. I think he's great. Um, so yeah. And, and yeah, with the offensive line just unfortunate and unfortunate injuries kind of force their hand at picking a couple of guys who are uh, going to be projects for sure for the team. So yeah, for sure. Uh, let's get into the defense now. So uh, we'll just run through that real quick. And then we got the special teams and the uh, couple people at the end. You know, with a. Uh, different specific uh, lists they've been placed on. So on the defensive line, of course, you've got the main starter, uh, starters. I can't speak, apparently. Um, you've got Cameron Jordan, you know, the all-star. You've got Marcus Davenport, hopefully the guy that will have a huge year this year if he doesn't get injured again. You've got Malcolm Brown starting. You've got Sheldon Rankins. You've got Mario Edwards, the big man that can play everywhere now. You've got Trey Hendrickson, a guy that really flashed. Uh, I think he's like a third-year backup now. Uh, a guy that really flashed the preseason this year. Actually started a couple of fights, too. So let's hope um, uh, if he has any playing time, he, he makes the most of it. You've got Hendrickson other guys rocks. Like, what'd you say? Hendrickson rocks. Oh, yeah, T-Rex, man. Dude, uh, he's getting the love everywhere, all over yeah. social media. So uh, we're expecting big things out of him, that's for sure. Um, we've got Wes Horton and Shytel, some other names that made the uh, defensive line uh, – uh, roster and they've got Taylor Stallworth, uh, underrated guy, but in my opinion, I really like uh, a couple games I watched him when he was playing because of injuries and stuff. He did pretty well, so I'm looking forward to that. For the cornerbacks, you've got of course the starter, the goat, Marshawn Lattimore on the outside, along with Eli Apple. Uh, if you guys don't remember, he was acquired from the Giants a little long ago. Uh, let's see in the slot, you've got uh, Patrick Robinson uh, for backups. You've got PJ Williams, Ken Crawley, a very um. Interesting cornerback. Uh, either you love him or you hate him. And then you've got the special teams ace, uh, Justin Hardy. For safeties, you've got uh, Von Bell, someone who's really stepped up uh, the past couple of years. He's been making a lot of plays. He's really uh, defined himself as someone the Saints can rely on for safety, so that's good. You've got JT Gray, arguably uh, the guy uh, fans were shocked about how he made the roster over Chris Banjo. You've got Saquon Ham- uh, Hampton, uh, the... Um, the rookie there, you've got Marcus Williams, another rookie. Or I'm sorry, uh, not a rookie. Marcus Williams, you know, uh, the guy who, who's a ball hawk. Throw him out in the middle of the field, he'll make, he'll make plays for you. And uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, they have him listed here as a safety, but he, he plays everywhere. He's a corner, he's a safety. He does it all. He's another rookie we drafted. Uh, I'm hoping to see big things out of him, depending on what... Um, what different sets we use for our defense and secondary. So looking forward to that. For our linebackers, you've got Alex Anzalone, who Sean Payne has actually said he looks good and should be ready to go for week one because he has has not been practicing for uh, some weeks. So that that's encouraging news. So you've got Vince Beagle. Not anymore, though, unfortunately, folks. He was actually traded to the Dolphins for Kiko Alonso, veteran linebacker who um, I believe actually led the team uh, for the Dolphins, had well over 100 tackles in a couple years back-to-back, so that's really good. He'll definitely help our depth, and who knows, maybe if someone gets hurt, he can even start. That'd be cool, because he's getting paid a lot of money to do that, that's for sure. We've got the uh, big man, Demario Davis, you know, the outspoken leader, the dude that does it all, who's really helped our defense make a huge turnaround. We've got Ken. 
Caden Ellis, the rookie, who flashed a bit in preseason. We got A.J. Klein, the guy we originally hated a little bit, but now we really like because he actually played really well for us. And you've got Craig Robertson, uh, who looks to be day-to-day in regards to his, they haven't really announced his injury, but him recovering with everything and being good to go and healthy. And uh, let's just get into the special teams really quick. As we mentioned, the kick returner, Deontay Harris, he flashed with a huge punt return he had against the Jets. I think it was like 70, 80 yards. The specialist, you had Thomas Moore said the GOAT, uh, the onside kick in the Super Bowl, if you remember that. Uh, you have Will Lutz, uh, uh, Lutz the leg. Uh, he can boot field goals really good. He's really accurate, so that's good. And the long snapper, you had Zach Wood. And then, uh, like we mentioned earlier, on the reserve suspended list for a little bit, you're going to have David Anyamada there, the defensive lineman, and then the exempt uh, commissioners list, the defensive end, uh, Carl Granderson. So yeah, I'll throw it back to you, Dayton, man. Uh, what are your thoughts about the uh, defense, how it's shaping up, any shocks to you on the roster? Uh, I guess we could talk about it now, too, considering it's a part of the defense. Thoughts on Kiko Alonso uh, repping the black and gold now? What do you think? So, yeah, I, overall, I wasn't uh, too surprised with the, Same. I, 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 I guess, projected starters for this team. You, you can tell who the Saints were going to keep, so uh, that was obvious. There were no surprises there. Uh, the backups also were, I mean, there was just a lot of good depth for this team, and it was refreshing to see for this defense. Even, even though we saw the first team defense struggle a little bit in the preseason, I have a lot of confidence in them, and I think the backups look great. With that being said, I wouldn't be surprised. This is my bold prediction, I think, for the Saints, based off of what I'm seeing on here. Um, I, I, I get first off, I should say the only thing I'm really surprised with is is the the, the way the safety is shaped out. But I'll get to that in a second. I think the Saints. This is my bold prediction. I think the Saints could end up being top five or even top three in the league in in sacks and or quarterback pressures. I, I can see them being a top 10 overall defense. I don't know if that's a bold prediction for me, but that's just like a solid, like, wouldn't surprise me. Well, they, you know what I mean. they, they've been top 10 defense, you know, for, for especially rushing defense, but they've yet to yeah. really be ma- making too much noise when it comes to pressuring the quarterback. And I, and I think yeah. the makeup of this roster, you know, I'm actually going to look it up right now. Um, most, most team sacks in the 2018 season. Um, but when, when you look at the makeup of this team, you have, Cameron Jordan, of course, all pro, top 50 NFL player, top 30 NFL player um, out there, uh, continuing to wreak havoc. And then opposite him, hopefully he'll step up and really turn into the the pro, uh, project player that we were expecting him to be um, in, in Marcus Davenport. He's entering his second year. He's going to be a full-time starter. And uh, if, if he's able to stay healthy the whole season uh, and, and able to be disciplined, I think I think he's gonna get a, a plethora yeah. of sacks. I think he's gonna be really good. And of, of right behind him, Trey Hendrickson, he he's he's been good this preseason. He's actually been better than Marcus Davenport. That's why a little bit of confidence yeah. for him has gone down the drain from a lot of Saints fans, and and that's kind of understandable. But I I still think that Davenport is gonna be good. Um, and I'm actually looking. It looks like uh, most team sacks. The Saints were were top ten last year in in team that's sacks. Good. It looks like. Um, this list is weird though. Um, I'm, I'm getting to the actual, but honestly, the biggest surprise was, uh, what was going to happen after them. And that was Wes Horton ends up making the team, which is, he was essentially the clear favorite, um, going into it. But I was still shocked that the Saints, uh, 
uh, still went that direction when uh, Grissom was such a fan favorite, such a, a young project player that, that could end up, but it's not enough in the in the tank for him. But you also have guys like Mario Edwards Jr. and Malcolm Brown, new to the team, who can get to the quarterback and, and get pressure yeah. there. And when Rankins comes back, you know, lining him up with, I, I, I'm guessing Toto's going to be cut once Onyemata ends up coming back. So Rankins and Onyemata in there when both of them are fully That's healthy scary. and fully not suspended, that is absolutely scary. That's one of the reasons they're going to be the best um, uh, run-stopping team in the league. Um, again, another season in a row, but I, I think with the pass rushers that they have, very satisfied. I think that they um, could definitely be top five or top three. Um, so let me see. Again, this one doesn't have a... Let me see if this one has sacks. This list has sacks. I, sh- I should have looked this up uh, before, mm, but... It's all good. Um, Here, you want me to talk about what I like for the defense a bit? Go ahead, yeah. Let me, let, let me okay. see if I can find this real quick, because I, I want to make sure my prediction is bold. Okay. Yeah, no, you're fine. So, uh, guys, what I like most about the defensive line, so last year, if you weren't following the injuries, I actually got to meet Marcus Davenport. It was really cool because I actually got to talk to him for a minute about his toe injury, and he said how uh, he was getting better. I met him in New Jersey at a card show. I got a picture with him. The dude is freakishly tall, like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, but um, he's super nice. Um, he, he was saying how you know his toe is getting better and stuff, and he should be he should be good to go for the season, hopefully. And the thing about him is what makes him such a unique defensive end. Like typically, you have defensive ends that are either like really really strong that aren't fast, or you have uh, defensive ends that are really really fast that can get around the corner and beat linemen, but aren't that strong. But for him, he's six seven. He's really strong, but at the same time, he's freakishly fast. Like I'm telling you, watch any of the plays where he just rounds a corner, and whether uh, whether he, his hand's in the dirt or whether he's, you know, standing up, he's freakishly athletic, yeah, you know? And, huge. like, I'm looking at the photo right now. I can't believe how, like, he's built, but, like, he's, like, he doesn't look that huge. So he right. gets around so quick, and, like, you can't believe it. And other things, too, just about the defensive line, I think right now, uh, like what Dayton said, Right now, you're going to have Malcolm Brown probably starting. Uh, you have Mario Edwards, pro- most likely a backup unless someone gets hurt. But someone who can move around the line, has the ability to play defensive end, but also is big enough where he could be a run stuffer uh, on the inside. Then once Sheldon Rankins gets back, uh, recently on Twitter, they were talking about how Sheldon Rankins is ahead of schedule. They took him off. The players unable to perform list. So that's great news, hopefully. I think... Before that news came out, I think projections were like three months in, you know, like three quarters of the season in. But now, hopefully, if we can get it back, you know, in a couple months, that'd be great. You know, something to look forward to. Uh, you know, once David Onyemata gets back, he's a solid player that I'll be helping. Some other things, too. I was really happy because at first, when we had all these players on the roster, especially on defense, I was worried about how... Um, the secondary is going to look. If Saquon Hampson or uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson would get cut, they didn't. So that's that's definitely good. I'm looking forward to seeing how they contribute. Uh, Chauncey wouldn't surprise me if he starts. Uh, uh, let's see, Saquon Hampton, I would love to see him on special teams. But yeah, those are just some more thoughts of what I'm thinking. Can't wait to see uh, Craig Robertson back. Linebackers should look really good this year. Dan, did you find any more info well, on it? it? I mean, it's a good thing I did look it up. The Saints were already top five in sacks last year. Oh, they, there you go. They, they were fifth. They had 49 sacks. So my bold prediction is that they could lead the league in sacks. I mean, that, that, that's how That'd confident I am in, the, in, in this uh, pass rush for the defense. But, yeah, no, I'm with you with everything you said. Davenport's an absolute freak. 
Um, for linebackers, yeah. <laughs> too, uh, touched on Davis, leader of the team. Uh, he, he could lead the league in, sa- or, uh, in tackles again. Um, and then A.J. Klein, who has been improving his game slowly but surely for the Saints team, and I'm excited. Yeah. This could definitely He's be solid. his bona fide breakout year, and I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped for that. Um, and then you have, of course, Alex Anzalone. Sounds like he's going to be good to go, according to Sean Payton, for week one. Be surprised if he if he wasn't available. But it, it is great that we traded for Kiko Alonso, who, Kiko Alonso, he has been so impressive for when, when he's been healthy. He has been one, yeah. of the, one of the better outside linebackers in this league. Granted, he was PFF's worst graded 4-3 linebacker, outside <laughs> linebacker last year, but that's because he got burned on coverages just about every single play. Um, and, and that's not going to happen when he's on the Saints. We're not going to put him in that position. Ross Jackson... Uh, Perfectly summarized it in a tweet where um, Kiko Alonso not only played more snaps than every single linebacker on the Saints team, he played more coverage snaps than all of them, and and wow. got burned. Uh, and it was about a 200 snap difference between the passing coverages he, him and Demario Davis had. So I'm not worried about that. He came into the league drafted by Buffalo out of the University of Oregon. He. Um, Played in and started every single game that season and had 159 total tackles. Wow. That is 11 tackles for loss as no. well. Um, and that is absolutely that, that just fantastic. He averaged nine tackles per game. And uh, he was uh, in the running for best rookie defensive player of the year in the NFL with Luke Keekley before Keekley kind of pulled away towards the end. And then Alonzo gets hurt. He's out for that following his sophomore season. He's out for the entire year with Buffalo. After that, he gets traded to Philadelphia where he's still not 100% uh, healthy. And by the way, his first year in Buffalo, he was a middle linebacker. So he can command respect. He, he, he's he been in that situation before. We won't, even though we won't need him for that, it is nice to have a veteran with that kind of uh, confidence on the team. Philadelphia, he actually only played in 11 games, started in one of them, 43 tackles. He was still dealing with some injuries there. Gets traded to Miami where for the past three years he's been on Miami, he's only missed two total games, and he's had at least 114 tackles all three seasons, including last year he had 125. So he's a tackling machine. He's a tough guy. He's had a couple of dirty plays in the past. What linebacker hasn't honestly asked Have you ever seen that, that one play real quick? Which one? Have you ever seen the one play against the Falcons where he just literally lifts off the Falcons player yeah. and brings them like 10 yards? Yep. Dude, I love that play. Yep. And that's hopefully what he'll be doing twice a year now. I'm a very Saints, Saints so. player ever since that. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so yeah. both of those guys will be outside linebackers now that Vince Beagle got traded to the Dolphins for that. Craig Robertson still, again, I think that he's going to end up being healthy for a majority of the season and, and play a lot of special team snaps. So his depth there uh, for linebacker stays the same as it has been for a while. And then Caden Ellis, I'm excited to see what he can develop into the rookie out of Idaho, seventh-round draft pick. I'm um, um, I think that he can uh, definitely earn some respect, and whether, you know, in a couple of years and he's still on the team and, you know, Klein is no longer here or for whatever reason uh, Anzalone or, or Davis aren't here either, I think Ellis could definitely step up and be a starter um, based off of what I've seen from him in the preseason and the work that's reported that he's been putting in. Um, and then, of course, yeah, cornerbacks, I really like Lattimore and Apple out there. I'm glad we made that trade last year. Uh, I was really surprised that Ken Crowley ends up making the team, but he has improved this this offseason, so uh, not, not, not too huge of a surprise. Uh, Justin Hardy out there um, being the special team stud, and then Patrick Robinson with coming back from his injury that I, I hate that he suffered it so early last year, or that yeah. he suffered it at all. Hopefully he's good to go for the season. And then, yeah, I was shocked that Chris Banjo was cut in favor of JT Gray. I could understand Saquon Hampton because you, you spent 
a fairly high draft pick on him, um, at least based off of the draft capital the Saints had in, in the 2019 draft. But still, Banjo provides such great special teams um, contributions for your team, and he's proven that he can continue to do that. And then he was looking mm-hmm. for a bigger role in this team, right? I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he's the he's the future of this team. I'm, 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 I'm excited to see uh, uh, what he can do. But, um, yeah, my biggest surprise was really Banjo being cut in favor of JT Gray. Yeah. Um, and then, again, I, I really did think uh, Grissom was going to make the team, but doesn't look like it. Um, on that, I, I love how the starters are looking for this team. Um, and I think that this is going to be a really, really, again, bold prediction now that I know. I think that they could lead the league in sacks based on, if they were fifth last year, they could do some damage yeah. this year. It's going to, it's going to be really good. Um, yeah. And, and anything you have to say on the end, uh, Kiko Alonso trade? Um, you like it, yeah, right? Yeah. I think he's a underrated linebacker. You know, I think, uh, we, I think like defense in total, you know, people kind of overlook tackles. You know, people are more flashy about the sacks, the interceptions, the fumbles. If you have a solid, reliable tackler who has a good nose for the ball, I think that helps a ton, you know. And the same thing, too, I saw on Twitter that this is more of like the Saints acquired Akiko Alonso because he was more available. It wasn't because of an Anzalone injury, a Robertson injury. It was more or less he was available. And the more people dived into it on Twitter, it was a more or less good trade for everybody. The Saints get an established veteran that fits their scheme, uh, and the Dolphins get a younger player that uh, fits their scheme as well. You know, Keith Alonso is more of a 4-3 linebacker, and Vince Beagle is more of a 3-4 linebacker. So that helps in that way. He's a great tackler. Hopefully, you know, if he has to play a significant amount of time, Lord forbid the reason why, uh, hopefully we don't put him in a position to get burnt. But um, yeah, I like the I like the uh, acquisition. You know, anytime the Saints can get a veteran that isn't like a James Laurinaitis, where he's completely like past his prime on the verge of retirement and actually can contribute, I'm all for that. So hopefully, he actually really helps in the long run. Uh, absolutely, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, really, I'm really impressed with the way that they were able to do it on such short notice. I guess for and not and and I'm super happy they didn't give up any draft picks. Usually yeah, trades like that don't don't really happen because you have this very interesting window between when teams, uh, you know, get down to the final roster, cut everybody, and then the kickoff to the season. Very awkward time where teams, GMs, and and, and coaches they kind of want to keep everything the same until they get to week one, but ends up just swapping players, no draft picks involved, so ends up working out for both teams. I I, I like it, even though I will miss Beagle. I think that he was going to be not only good on special teams for us, but again, a, a potential rotational player for the team. But we actually get better experience and veteran, you know, league leading, or not league leading, but, you know, nearly leading tackle yeah. guy. So I'm bummed for that. Before we go wrap up this episode, we got to get into, of course, the practice squad. Um, the, the Saints end up going with... Um, Seven offensive players and it uh, looks like three defensive guys, and they're still trying to get a linebacker because they've been uh, trying out a bunch of different linebackers over the past couple of days. Um, but, of course, you have Emmanuel Butler, Lo Jordan Humphrey there at wide receiver. The Saints were able to um, sign after they cleared waivers. And then Taquan Mazel, he's a wide receiver running back hybrid. 
Um, he also made the practice squad. And then two offensive linemen, Derek Kelly and John LeGlue. And of course, LeGlue is out of um, LSU as well. So um, that's impressive. And then you have Dan Arnold and um, Alizé Mack um, there for a tight end on the practice squad. Surprised either one, or so I was surprised both of them were cut. I thought it was going to be one or the other. But looks like uh, Mack is going to be kind of the tight end of the future. And then you have Mitchell Lewin, who the Saints had last season during the offseason. Good to see him back. Terrell Williams Jr. and TJ Green are two defensive backs the Saints decided to put on the practice squad. Um, So, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Divino Zigbo ends up going to uh, Jacksonville. He got claimed off of waivers there. Other than that, I don't think any other Saints player was claimed off of waivers, nor have they signed with the team yet. Um, so I'm satisfied with the practice squad. They, they kept Butler, Humphrey, uh, and Mac, who are all the, the, the three guys I was really rooting to make the team or somehow find their way to the practice squad to eventually be called up. Um, any, any surprises to you, Tyler? Uh, are you overall satisfied with, with how the practice squad turned out? No, uh, I mean, besides Divine Ozigbo uh, being uh, picked up by another team, no surprises. I'm very happy by the practice squad. I'm a big fan of LSA Mack, Will Jordan Humphrey, and Emmanuel Butler. So my bull prediction, you gave a bull prediction. I'll give one, too. If you don't see the production out of um, Austin Carr, uh, I think mostly Austin Carr because I think he has the most to lose being at the end of that. Uh, being at the end of you know the wide receiver talent that we have actually like on our 53-man roster, uh, I think if you just don't see any production out of Keith Kirkwood, but I think more or less it's going to be Traquan Smith and Austin Carr. It wouldn't surprise me to see them bring up Emmanuel Butler or Little Jordan Humphrey. I think m- maybe more Butler. I don't know. Uh, Humphrey showed up a bit too at times, but it wouldn't surprise me. I'd love to see that. I would I, I would freak out if they did that because I think they both have a lot of potential. But uh, that's my bold prediction, though. That'd be awesome, man. I, I would love to see either one of those guys uh, on the team. And again, Carr, with him making the team, it's it's all about him knowing the playbook, him knowing, being familiar with Drew Brees and the Saints being familiar with what he can do. And a very impressive college player. He had a couple of nice touch or a couple of nice catches this preseason during the games, including a touchdown from uh, from Taysom Hill. Yeah. But, I mean, I would like to see what Emmanuel Butler can do, but he needed to be more consistent in the preseason to really pull out a roster spot, and he had too many drops. So the Saints are going with Austin Carr. And then four, also on special teams, uh, one of the guys uh, a lot of people don't know about is uh, uh, Taquan Mazel. He was a, um undrafted rookie back in 2017 who ends up making his way to the Chicago Bears roster. He came out of the University of Virginia, um, and he was a, again, wide receiver running back hybrid He's only five foot nine, 197 pounds, but he ran a four five five forty yard dash, wow. um, and he was actually promoted to the active roster only two months after the the Bears had claimed him off of uh, waivers, or, or sorry, after he was signed to their practice squad, um, and then he oh he's also a kick return specialist. Um, I, I've, I've, I'm surprised I've never heard of a, a Mazel before. But um, it looks to like, look out for. yeah, it looks like he was mainly a wide receiver, has recently just been strictly doing running back duties, um, and now he is uh, on the practice squad for the Saints, so it's going to be interesting to see if uh, he can make any noise and make his way back up, but 
not surprised with this uh, practice squad. Other than that, I'm, I'm glad Lewin ends up making his way back to the team. I wasn't expecting that, but happy surprise. Happy surprise there. So that yeah. is all the time we have for you guys today. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Um, I'll throw it to Tyler for the sign-off, but expect uh, two more episodes later this week uh, breaking down both the overall season for the Saints um, and their first game against the Houston Texans, which takes place Monday night, six days from today. Um, so be yeah. sure to look out for that. But I'll throw it off to Tyler for the sign-off. Thanks, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, well, he said looking forward to the game. Let's go, Saints. Um, uh, any expectations for the game, guys? Make sure you tweet us. Let us know. Here's where you can follow us and tweet us and all that good jazz. So uh, at Raymond Tyler M for myself, at Dayton underscore Brown underscore for Dayton. Uh, for the podcast page itself is at the WDD podcast. Make sure to follow us and find us uh, everywhere pretty much you want. Google, type us in, you know, on Spreaker, iTunes, just search the Who That Dish podcast. Any uh, opinions, thoughts, uh, questions, notes, observations, information, those were a lot of words. Yeah, anything you got on the Saints, we want to hear it. Tweet us, let us know. We love fan interaction. It's cool, and we appreciate it. So, yeah, throw back to you, Dan. Yeah, be sure to stay up to date on Twitter with us and subscribe to and rate us on itunes give us give us five stars if you like what you're listening to and thank you so much in advance but again guys we look forward to talking to you later on this week and as always who that